Summer is officially here, baby. And we could think of no better way to stay cool this summer than by giving back to others. On September 1st, Laura and I will be donating $1 for every rating and $2 for every written review on Apple Podcasts to a charity that you, our listeners, get to help us pick. Follow us on our socials at Impolite Society Podcast to find out more about how we're going to be picking our charity and to weigh in and let us know what charity you want us to support. But that's not it, because not only are you helping us help others, you also have a chance to help yourself. Not only are we going to be cutting a check to a charity on September 1st, we are also going to be choosing a written review at random to win a $50 gift card and some Impolite Society swag. So if you leave us a review, let us know by taking a screenshot and emailing it to us at rude at impolitesocietypodcast.com or slip it into the DMs of any of our socials. Fixing this messed up world is hard, but when you take a couple seconds to leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts, you can rest assured that you did something positive with your summer and you helped us improve the world one dollar at a time. Thank you so much for listening. Now to the show. You're listening to Impolite Society with Laura and Rachel. And that's what I just want to apologize to every podcaster where I listen to your podcast, but I never interacted with you. And I'm realizing how hard it is out there to be a podcaster and, and you know, trying to build your stuff and you're just shouting into the void. And so now I'm going to take the next 40 minutes to list every podcast I've listened to and have not interacted <laughs> with. <laughs> Which we still we still never you know we never got any input on names for for our fandom. No, eventually someone will talk to us and tell us. We're gonna call you SBDs, the Silent but Deadlies. <laughs> well, we have at least some that are not so silent because it's Fan Friday, everyone, and it's Fan Friday on what show? Oh, this is Impolite Society. This is the <laughs> podcast where we dig into taboo topics every episode. And today, we're not just digging into any taboo topic. We're digging into a taboo topic that comes from you, our listeners. That is what Fan Friday is all about. It is about taking your rude questions, applying our our proprietary formula of research and musings and giving you some historical views some psychological or sociological views and then you know thinking about yeah, it digesting digging into the social sciences behind taboos which i have to say exactly because we're technically in the social science category these days mm-hmm. seems to be working for us so we're gonna stay there <laughs> If you have a Fan Friday question for us, you can reach out to us via our website, ImpoliteSocietyPodcast.com, any of the socials. We talk about it. You know it. Anywhere you go, search Impolite Society Podcast. And, you know, while we're just talking about housekeeping at the top, we will say we are in the middle of a summer program where we're going to be donating $1 for every rating we have on Apple Podcasts and $2 for every written review. Give us a little a little sum-sum on Apple Podcasts, and we will then put some good out into the world. And uh, you can also help yourself because every written review we receive this summer will go into a drawing for a $50 gift card. So if you want a 50-50 chance, of getting $50. <laughs> right as a review. 
<laughs> I'm laughing, but also dying inside. <laughs> All right. So our fan Friday question this month, we were totally going to cover this topic at some point. Uh, but this came up before we had a chance to get to it. So thank you for sending it in. It comes from our contact page and it comes from a listener in our hometown of St. Louis. And it's actually my buddy, Sarah. So hi, Sarah. Thanks for visiting (laughs) our website and filling out our contact form. (laughs) And she asked, Why am I not allowed to talk about my period? And Sarah, you get us. You get me, obviously. We're we're buds from way down back. And I have wondered this so many times. Why is this still a thing? Why do teenage girls get embarrassed when a tampon falls out of their purse? Why do I, a 37-year-old woman, I tuck my tampon into my bra? When I walk to the bathroom in the office, again, when we used to be in the office, (laughs) and it just shouldn't this be over by now. It shouldn't be this walk of shame. It should be a strut of pride, everybody. I bring life, motherfucker. Which I... That was not the energy you were bringing when you were actually pregnant, Laura, so... (laughs) (laughs) That's <laughs> so true. I was like, I hate that. You're like, I have a parasite. Like, this is a parasite. It's taking over it, my body. That is exactly what it felt like. Very different. <laughs> <laughs> Fair turnabout, Well, Rachel. And I will also say, bringer of life, Laura, you didn't do that solo. You didn't do that solo. There was a, a, a person who also contributed to it. You know, we're talking about periods, but what if some guy was just jizzing everywhere? <laughs> I'm going to take a different approach. I'm going to be I'm going to be the voice of men today. What? 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 I, you Rachel Rachel burning off patriarch. Her, her patriarchal corner has become the perpetuating the patriarchy. It's okay. It's okay, boys. Boys, I got you today. I'm going to be on your side. You thought when you heard periods, you thought we we're just going to be bashing men this whole time? No. No. <laughs> you know, we got to have two sides of every story. And I'm putting my strap on on today and I'm going to be interrupting Laura every chance I can get, talking over her, explaining things. Did you know that the vagina is actually (laughs) the inside part of your body, Laura? Did you know that? (laughs) <laughs> I did. Thank you. What What is your alter ego name today instead of Rachel? Raphael. What's the Raphael? Okay, Raphael. TBH. If I if I ever have a son and it's a boy, well, for now I guess at first <laughs> I would name him Raphael after I myself. Support it. Raphael is very close to Rachel. If you use like the yeah. PH version. All right. Well, point counterpoint. But uh, so I'm saying it's it's all shame and embarrassment and not talking about it with anyone and maybe not even your closest friends. So Sarah, you've got a great question here today and we are going to dig into it. Let's get flowing. (laughs) All right. So this is one of the oldest taboos in human history. When looking at the research, a lot of people said it predates the written word. And that is insane because this is part of the building block of our species. And the interesting thing is there's not one thing we can point back to as being the onus 
for this taboo, like with shaving. You know, we had Good our uh, scapegoat. Yeah, our our buddy, which Gillette. was uh, yeah, but what was it was Pete King Gillette. Camp. King Camp. There you go. It was King <laughs> Camp Gillette. What a ridiculous and name. We can't point back to something like that, and that makes it really hard to fight. You know, fighting something that you can't actually name is really difficult. And there's a lot of examples about how periods are taboo, but not the why. It's just this general ick factor that appears in all of these cultures planet-wide. And it's really hard to come up with cultural universal truths, but this seems to be one, or really close to one. The whole fucking world Hates a menstruating woman. Hey, we got that all in common. So we 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 dispose of our dead, we bury them, we burn them, uh-huh. we eat when we're celebrating, mm-hmm. and then you know when you're on the rag, get away from there me. There you go. Those are some cultural universals that we've got going on. So I mean, I guess that's something to celebrate. We can all unify over something. Yeah, you know, we don't need an alien invasion to come together. We just have to see a woman bleeding from her vagina, and then we'll all be like, oh God, no. <laughs> Every <laughs> every peace negotiation should start <laughs> with just like accosting a woman with her monthlies. And no one, like I said, no one really knows why for sure. There are some theories that we're going to dive into, but there's nothing definitive. And I have to say, Sarah, thank you for bringing this to our attention. I didn't know that women's bodies were so mysterious. There's actually a few interesting mysteries woven into the research here today. And the taboo, I know. And the taboo around periods is just kind of one of those mysteries. That's mystery number one, is that we don't really know why it's taboo. Got it. So it's a tale as old as time. Exactly. And so we start with history way back in the day, and it's really sketchy. Uh, Obviously, we have been bleeding out of our hoo-hahs since before we became the homeo sapiens that we know today. But there was not a lot written about it from ancient people. It was kind of mums the word back when we were cave dwellers and writing on papyrus. There were some cave drawings in New Zealand. There's some stuff about Egyptians shoving cotton up their yeah, Yahoo. <laughs> I'm just imagining the cave art. It's just like got the mully mammoth and they're hunting over there. And then there's like a woman in the cave and she's just got like <laughs> gushing no, out looks, of her. It looks like two women dancing and like a river coming out of their vag. Like that's Aww, what it looks like. Well, that sounds kind of yeah. nice. Yeah, it does. But one of the first mentions of menstruation in the written word and one of the most oft quoted is from Pliny the Elder. And he was in Rome, and he wrote the very first encyclopedia of natural history in 73 mm. AD. I'm just, ooh, somebody named Pliny? I'm guessing he Pliny. just- Pliny. Yeah, I don't think he has a lot of experience with the vagina. It, that's a fair point. That's, I mean, I don't know about Roman names, but I feel like Pliny wasn't one of the top ones. Yeah, I would, f- and also the elder in Rome- I feel like he's probably more familiar with a different whole. <laughs> yeah. All roads, right? All roads lead back to sodomy. That is like a going to be a recurring theme on this show. When we make t-shirts, that's what's going to be. All roads lead back to sodomy. Well, I mean, and truly it fits really well here because we're talking about Rome. <laughs> 
Layers. So Pliny, in his uh, Encyclopedia of Natural History, he said, contact with menstrual blood turns new wine sour. Crops touched (laughs) by it become barren. Grafts die. Seeds in gardens are dried up. The fruit trees fall off. The edge of steel and the gleam of ivory are dulled. Hives of bees die. Maybe that's what's behind all of our bees dying. Even bronze and iron are at once seized by rust and a horrible smell fills the air. To taste it drives dogs mad and infects their bite with an incurable poison. <laughs> it's only right that I cackle as we like rain our destruction on the world from our pussies. Enjoy it, world. Yes. This sounds just like some grade A propaganda against women. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, this is all really extreme. I mean, you could have given like one example in the history, in the Encyclopedia of Natural History. Did you really have to go in this diatribe, Pliny? Pliny, about how menstrual blood ruins the world. I, yeah. Okay. <laughs> sorry. I forgot I was also supposed to be representing men today. So maybe okay. this is just a metaphor for the missed opportunity because every time a woman bleeds, it means she's not preggers, which means that your fields are barren or whatever. There's no there's no seeds being sown in there. Maybe it's just a the fruit of trees fall off. Yeah, this might just be one big metaphor. Hyperbole. Yeah. 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 And we're okay. just really bad at translating. <laughs> translating Roman or Italian. Latin. They spoke Latin. There we go. And way back when in ancient Mayan cultures. Which, um, T on the P, ancient Mayan is like normal history for uh, like, I guess, white folks. Like the ancient Mayans were happening during the Middle Ages. So Rome really? is. Yeah, I think so. Let's okay, at, so we're like flipping forward here. We are, which makes sense. We're going, we're going linearly. Let me look up. The Mayans lived... 4,000, never mind. <laughs> Maybe there's the Incas. <laughs> Look up Incas. Now I'm curious. I want to get my timelines right. Something, there was people in the Americas doing their cool shit when, when people in Europe were just like struggling. I feel like Incans are even older than Mayans, but that might be total bullshit. Here we go. The Incans were alive in the 14 to 1500s common era. And the Cahokians were probably around that same time. So did you know, again, St. Louis, Cahokia, the city of Cahokia, look it up. It's pretty fucking fascinating. Was bigger than London comparatively. When Cahokia was was at its height, there was more people living here in the St. Louis River Valley or the Mississippi River Valley than they were living in London. And they also probably had a little bit better quality of life because they weren't rolling in filth. But that's neither (laughs) here nor there. They did disappear. I don't know. Nobody knows what happened to them. I didn't know that about the Cahokia. I mean, I know about Cahokia mines, but I didn't know about anything about their culture other than they did mounds of dirt. Yeah, some people call St. Louis Mound City or like this area Mound City, which makes me just think of like... The Mons Pubis, yeah. It sure does. Yeah, that's what I immediately where I went. Mound City Sandwich is a place that I've... A, re- a business that I've seen and I'm just like... Is that a joke? Yeah, it's got to be a joke. <laughs> in ancient Mayan cultures, back in 2000 BCE, <laughs> not modern history, their mythology said that it was a curse from the moon goddess. And related to the moon goddess, 
here's where another one of these mysteries pop up. So this is mystery number two. Periods have been related to the moon for thousands of years, and the average length of both lunar cycle and the menstrual cycle are, are the same, 28 days. That's kind of wild. I, exactly. Immediately when I read that, I was like, okay, those moon-worshipping Wiccans maybe aren't sounding so crazy right now to me. <laughs> Scientists can't really say why. They say it's either a coincidence or it benefited our ancestors in some way that we can't really figure out just yet. There was a theory I read about some men being away during the full moon because it was easier to hunt during the full moon because, you know, the light. and Well, you know what? My theory was that the full moon kept everybody awake, so there was just more to, you know, more time to get busy. No, they would menstruate during that time. Yeah, but I mean, it's the same cycle, but it doesn't mean that, that it all happens it's at aligned. the same time. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's one of the mysteries that, like, they don't know. Obviously, no one was keeping their keeping track of their period on their period calendar on their phone, you know, back in the day. So they don't know when they menstruate. They just know that the cycle uh, seems to correlate. It's the same distance. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Okay. As the voice of men on this podcast, I'm going to say, I just, I don't want to fuck twice a year. I mean, once <laughs> a month is the minimum for me, honestly. Uh, I feel like most men once a month would be a very minimal. <laughs> yes, but that's because they're hypersexualized by society and our culture. And also, back in the say? day, no, they're saying, I was born this way. <laughs> I just, like, I, yeah, but also a man would have, in that caveman days, wouldn't he have like multiple yes. mates? Yes. So there you go. So that's another They're mystery. All, but then they would all sync up. And then, God, that's like one really. That's, no wonder he's gone during that time. <laughs> he's like, I got to get the fuck out of Dodge. I don't, I, I don't know that appropriate studies have been done. I, I went down a lot of rabbit holes. So I think there's more to explore here on that one. But, okay. In ancient cultures, there was also a lot of talk about menstrual blood being associated with dark magic. The Mesopotamians, the voodoo, hoodoo, and even today, our friendly neighborhood Wiccans uh, use it for things. If you Google uses for menstrual blood, you'll see what I mean. I, I mean, I'm glad somebody is using it. Reduce, reuse, recycle. <laughs> You can use it for plant fertilizer. Uh, you can also paint stuff with it, which is on Instagram. If you search hashtag. <laughs> when you go to Laura's house and there's a red room. <laughs> just, it's just all blood. <laughs> many, many moons, literally. Mm -hmm. of Charlotte's like, that could have been a sibling. That could have been a sibling. <laughs> that could have been a sibling. Missed opportunities. <laughs> okay. So the logical assumption might be that this taboo comes from religion or religious texts. And they have a lot to say on the subject. But as we discussed, the taboo really predates any of these writings. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. So, but I'll give you some examples of uh, what religious texts say about menstruation. So in Judaism, the Torah, it bans sex with a menstruating woman. Uh, a menstruating woman is called a nidda. I think that's they how have you words that. for everything. This like they. Do. Oh my god! What a what a culture! What a culture! I know. It's I, like I oh, I, 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 I they would have Jewish a word culture. for two women podcasting. <laughs> I'm sure they would. Maybe it would be also nidda. Yeah, it would be nagas. <laughs> <laughs> women nagas. talking too much. 
(laughs) (laughs) That's the male, my male perspective for the show. (laughs) And Minita, she is barred from entering the temple until she takes a mikvah, which is a milk bath. But let's be real here. Doesn't this kind of sound like a vacation to you? I mean, you don't have to go to church. You don't have to serve as your husband. And you get a spa day at the end of it. Well, and that's the thing. We see this regulations and these rules that are like, quote unquote, punishing women on their periods. But is it also just the women are like, leave me the fuck alone right now. This is not, this isn't comfortable. Like, I don't want to have sex. I don't want to go and do anything. I just want to sit at home on a pillow and just yeah. get this over with. Get a hot water bottle, lay here with it on my belly, and just leave me. Yeah, which I and- have thoughts on, like whether PMS is real or if that's a cultural construct. But if it is a cultural construct, it might be made because men are like, "Oh, I can't. I'm trying to mate with my woman, my cave woman," and she's like, "No, not today." Because <laughs> I don't think I speak. I don't think I speak for just the two of us here when I say that when you're on your period, you're not a, a overly horny, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, so she's no. probably like, no, get away. And he was like, oh, fuck. The moon goddess has cursed this bitch right now. <laughs> she's bleeding. And also, she doesn't want all this, right? And yeah, she must this be. This whole caveman yeah, package. she must be out of her mind right now. So maybe yeah. that's where PMS comes from. It's just like the pre humans. Okay. They're not pre humans, they were humans pre-written language it's maybe just been you know a thing that compounds right so that you know women doesn't want to have sex men's like oh she's being a bitch right now and then they're like oh <laughs> she's the <broken>. pms <laughs> ma- the period makes her a bitch so she must have this pms bullshit and blah 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 blah. here we are today the moon goddess is punishing us okay you know we've got judaism and then we've got christianity christianity it's in leviticus Leviticus says, quote, any woman receiving her menstrual flow is considered unclean for seven days. If you touch a woman during her menstruation, you are considered to be unclean in the evening. I don't know why just the evening and not the morning. (laughs) Well, because you sleep it off. (laughs) Anything that a woman on her period lie or sits on becomes unclean. And in Christianity, women aren't bared from any particular activities like they are in Judaism. They want them to be working, be productive. Yeah. <laughs> they 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 can go to temple, they can pray and all that kind of stuff. And I think maybe in Christian because I mean that's what it says in Old Testament, but so I guess the Christian the the New Testament thing, they decide they pick and choose what they want to follow, right? Those tricky Christians. Uh, Leviticus is also the book that talks about homosexuality is super wrong. So we've kind of discarded the women are unclean during their period thing, but we've held on to gays are evil. Thing. Well, I've heard that the Leviticus, like, gays is bad. It's because in that time they're trying to grow as many Christians as possible, right? Yeah. Trying to recreate. So you're not, it's not that, that makes sense. it's not that having sex with a man is bad. It's that spilling your seed unproductively is bad. Gotta make every sperm work for yes, you. which is also fits into this theory, too, because when a woman is on her period, she's less fertile right like it's still possible to get pregnant on your period kids don't forget that but (laughs) it's less likely so Mm -hmm. maybe the teaching is all about reproductive like don't have sex with a man that's never gonna have a baby unfortunately and then the other piece is like if you're like don't touch a woman when she's bleeding because that's not her best time to be reproductively viable 
Yeah, that's a really good point because I imagine they didn't really know how – well, obviously they didn't know how biology worked. Maybe they thought they had a limited amount of sperm. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're like, don't waste Well, they had shit. no idea. Yeah, they, they knew something about the sperm and sex led to reproduction and they probably realized that having sex at that time was not going to be as successful. Yeah. And so they were like, don't even bother, lads. <laughs> Just move along. Exactly. And, and then to complete the triad of Judaism, Christianity, and Islam. Uh, in Islam, women are not allowed to pray or go to a uh, mosque. And it's, quote, from the, from the Quran, uh, quote, It is harmful. You shall avoid sexual intercourse with a woman during menstruation. Do not approach them until they are rid of it. Yeah, don't approach them. Once they are rid Stay of it. Stay the fuck have... away. I mean, <laughs> that's fine. Once, I'm on board. Once rid of it, you may have intercourse with them in the manner designed by God. God loves the repenters and he loves those who are clean. So the way we think about periods, these have been shaped by thousands of years of these kinds of texts. I mean, it's not really a big stretch of the imagination to see why we're squeamish about it. And when gynecology became a thing in kind of the late 1800s, doctors started to realize that this menstruation, it played some part in reproduction. So at that point, the taboo kind of lessened in the sense of uncleanness and don't touch them and that they're awful and horrible. But the taboo persists in terms of, well, yuck. can you imagine not understanding anything about the, the human I body know. and then all of, like know. all of a sudden your property is like bleeding <laughs> out of the place where you also stick your penis? Yes. That would be very confusing. We will confusing. get to that. Yes, we will get to that. And that brings me to our third mystery of today, which I think is one of the biggest ones. Doctors know why human females menstruate. Um, and if you need a sixth grade bio refresher, guys, it is where the embryo buries itself to start growing within the uterus. And when it's not fertilized, there's no egg. No, I'm sorry, no embryo there. It sloughs off and falls out. Don't a lot of mammals do this? No. And I looked it up. Oh, I know dogs do it. We don't know why we do it. Most other mammals do not do it. Other mammals that menstruate like humans do are great apes and bats. Dogs do do it, but, but like it's not exactly. It's very different than we do. Um, these other mammals reabsorb that kind of bloody cushion inside of their uterus. They reabsorb it into their body. They don't it doesn't slough off. Actually, that makes a lot of sense because bats, fun fact, are more closely related to us than they are to rats, genetically. Interesting. Yeah, they call them flying rats. They're not. They're actually evolutionarily branched off of primates. They're little, oh. like, ape creatures that just eventually got enough. Wings. I mean, bats don't really fly. They're just really fucking good at falling. Yeah, they're good <laughs> gliders. Yeah. I love bats. Bats are cool, you know, minus the fact cool that they give us a lot of diseases, but they eat <laughs> mosquitoes, so. So biologists, they don't really know why humans menstruate as much as they do and other large primates and these other mammals don't. Um, there's a couple of theories, again. And there was one theory about really aggressive embryos, like humans have really aggressive embryos. I'd and I believe was like, it. I was trying to follow it, and I'm like, I don't. I don't, I don't get it. Humans seem so. pretty aggressive in life. Why wouldn't they be in pre-life, you know? That's a huge history to me. There are some things that I think I'm like, oh, well, we've got it all figured out. Y'all, we do not have it all figured out. We don't even know why we menstruate. So 
on to the theories about why it's a taboo. And all of these cultures independently decided, ugh. And so there's a couple of theories as to why. Number one, that it was unclean. And okay, I can see this. Period can be smelly and sticky and generally gross. And I mean, poo is smelly and it's also a taboo. So I understand it. I was thinking about this and I was like, well, if men had a little bit of diarrhea leaking out of their butt every month and they didn't have a good way to catch it, you know, like like ancient women did. They didn't have handy dandy tampons. Uh, they would probably be seen as unclean at that time, too. And menstrual blood, it is technically a waste product. It doesn't carry disease the same way that stool can, but it is organic material, and organic material serves as breeding grounds for bacteria. So I kind of yeah, get and it. I I I get it too because anything that comes out of the human body is pretty much considered a taboo, right? Whether it's pee, poo, yep. farts, saliva, yep, snot, semen. semen, semen, yeah. So it's just like. Why? And especially because it's coming out of our genitals on yeah. top of it. Everything in that area is pretty much like a no, no, no. <laughs> Don't look at it. Don't think about it. Well, totally. because it's bad for our health, right? If you're peeing and pooing just like where you live, that's yeah. not good. So I could see where you'd be like, oh, it's coming out of your genitals. That's probably not ideal. But the the problem is that you can't control it. And then it, it's like coming with regularity. And that's exactly. Yeah. It doesn't indicate, I mean, poop also comes with regularity, doesn't indicate sickness. I guess, you know, we can say phlegm, you know, that that's the, one of those things. Or blood, again, blood is another substance that people aren't such a fan of. It usually indicates that something's wrong. Again, mm-hmm. we'll get back to, we'll get to that in a minute. Um but yeah, you're right. People don't like to look or talk about our bodily fluids. We want to pretend that it doesn't happen. So another theory was about toxicity. So some wackadoo doctor in the 20s, he, I guess, was operating under the idea that Pliny the Elder was 100% correct because his nurse was menstruating. She touched some plants and it died. So... Those she are the didn't facts, even guys. need to like put her blood on it. She was I just know. like, I am death. <laughs> exactly. a, a bony hand reaches out from her nurse's outfit and she's just like, you are dead and you are dead. Yep. Seems definitive to me. Podcast over. Uh, we know what this is all about. Uh, but yeah, uh, obviously that is total bullshit. That was dis- disproved in like the 50s or something. It, honestly, it took I mean, 30 in the years. 50s? I know. It took 30 fucking years. Oh, my years. God. And that's insane because, like, that would be, like, the true me- weapon of mass destruction to use in World <laughs> War II to send all these bitches over and wait for them to stay on their, their periods. And you're like, bye, bye, bye. <laughs> Just dro- drop a bunch of menstruating women onto Hiroshima. Boom. <laughs> Well, I think was that the idea of, like, the menstruating, like, touch the plants. Like, you can't kill humans, but you could kill plants. And there was another study where, like, they fertilized plants with menstrual blood, but the menstrual blood had been actually infected by some bacteria, and that killed the plants. Uh, because, again, if you look up uses for menstrual blood, you can fertilize your plants with your menstrual blood. And then that was another bullshit theory. So, you know, but that, that was the thought, is that it's toxic, it's gross, we don't want to touch it, that's why it's taboo. Ancient uh, humans were picking up on this toxicity, and so that's why it's taboo. But that's 
Yeah, I believe that. Our our good buddy Freud, he thought, Sigmund Freud, for those who don't know. What crazy thing did he say? (laughs) Actually, not a crazy thing. Uh, This was actually uh, pretty legit. He said, humans don't like blood. (laughs) That's fair. Blood usually means that something is wrong, that you're injured, that there's something that needs correcting. So there is a little bit of panic that comes with seeing blood. He thought that was kind of the the source of yeah, the Yeah, that makes a lot of sense because it raises, like, people faint. They pass sure. out of the side of it. Yeah. But yeah, it means something's wrong. I found some blood randomly around my house the other day. And you told I, me about this. Yeah, it, it came from an animal. I'm, like, 90% sure. But I also, I mean, there's a 10% chance it came from a ghost. A menstruating ghost. Well, you said, you said ghost. (laughs) I thought ghost before you even said ghost. It was in the top. It was in my back of my head. Blood is, yeah, because it's, it's sinister. It's, it's alarming when you see it. You're like, what? Where did this come from? It's all clumpy and maybe it was a menstruating ghost. Yeah, I I mean, yeah, clumpy blood is definitely. I'll just leave some tampons around my house. (laughs) It's a pissed off ghost. I need my tampons. Uh, Tampons and chocolate. Where were we? We were talking about diarrhea, toxicity, Freud. Injured blood means that you're injured. Yeah, so now we're going to talk talk about about men. My audience today. Hey, fellas. Hey, boys. Yes. So another theory is that men, they have no idea what's going on in a woman's life. There was a study that suggested there was a correlation between the severity of the menstrual taboo and the amount of involvement that men have in these procreative activities such as childbirth or raising a child. The more women were involved in these activities, the less severe the taboo of menstruation was in their So culture. yeah, if a men's like more familiar with this whole part of the of the world, they're not weirded yes, out by exactly. menstruation. And there's another theory here and I'm going to pull it up. I'm I, it's not in my notes, but I wanted to bring it up because you mentioned something similar, which was that ancient cultures didn't see as much menstruation as we do today because once a woman got her first period she was ready for womanhood so she would go through a large cycle a long cycle rather of pregnancy or breastfeeding pregnancy then breastfeeding pregnancy then breastfeeding on and on until she hit menopause uh, scientists have theorized that happened really early from ancient women to like 40. So if they made it that far. Exactly. So it wasn't a super common sight because you obviously you don't menstruate when you're pregnant. And a lot of women don't menstruate while they're also breastfeeding. That makes a lot of so, sense evolutionarily because why would it, you want to get knocked up again when you're caring for an infant or like a young child? So it is – so then once they're kind of like getting ready to wean a child off – that I mean, obviously, they're having sex with their man through this entire time, and then they the the sperm happens to catch that first egg or whatever that comes down the pipe, and boom, you're pregnant again, on and on until an well, end. And that cycle. makes a lot of sense of why it is a taboo because a woman who is bleeding is a woman who is not procreating mm-hmm. and not she's mm-hmm. she's her own person at that point. She's not existing to create more life or be pregnant and carry the child of a man. That is also very unlike yeah. men of me to say so. Maybe the I don't think I know. Maybe if she's bleeding, she's a frigid bitch, and that's why nobody. That's why it's a taboo because nobody likes her. (laughs) Good job, Raphael. I feel like Raphael would be more like 
I'm more of a feminist. Call me Brad. Brad. Yo! <laughs> so we've talked about the ancient stigma. We've talked about the religious stigma. Theories about why it is taboo. And, you know, we've kind of rationalized our way through a lot of these. We're in the modern age. We know a lot more about biology, though there's still a lot of mysteries. Yeah, more than I was expecting, TBH. Exactly. I know. Me too, when I was doing this research. But women today, they are still dealing with the shame of a period. That's why you'll see countless TV shows that deal with the embarrassment of having your period or having to ask for a tampon or a spot on your shorts. And the lack of progress on this is really shocking to me. Um, And actually, I have some trivia for you that I wanted to end the research. Oh, I love trivia. When do you think the word period was first used in a TV commercial for menstrual products. 1987. Oh, you are so fucking close. It's 85. Yeah, because I, I know, I as the and, male perspective, I don't want to hear. <laughs> also, where did the word period come from? Why is it called a period? That's a real question. Uh, unfortunately, For another know. fan Friday. It didn't come up. <laughs> write us in Sarah us you question. got we got you on retainer give us another question <laughs> yeah you got a follow up next trivia question when did the first red spot appear in a period product advertisement instead of that blue liquid I mean if you mm-hmm. you remember those commercials right so you got yeah. the, the two tampons and then the I remember the and I will say um, that that is probably 2014 2017 2017 I know. Oh. Isn't that That's insane? crazy. Because I, yeah, I remember the blue liquid and, and seeing it on TV. I never thought much about it. And I think they still do it. I know. They still use a lot of the blue liquid in their um, advertisements. But so this was like a kind of a bold thing. I think it was always that did it. But I, I could definitely be wrong. I'd have to double check my research. But like it, it you you still won't really see it on TV. There was like a, just like a couple of spots and a lot of networks refused. Oh, all those little dorky yep. men. <laughs> so precious. My brethren. For today. Because <laughs> let's today. face it, if I was a dude, I would be the kind of man who would go on to run a TV network. <laughs> All right. So that wraps it up for the research. We've got some good questions to dig in here on the research. First and foremost, why is this still a thing? I think that goes back to Sarah's original question. Why can't I talk about my period? Because it's the same reason that you're not talking about taking a dump. It's the same reason. Like, okay, (laughs) if if taking a dump required you to carry something with you, you would also probably be hiding that. Like your fucking wet wipes or whatever. You would tuck that into your pants or you wouldn't. Your poo Yeah, you wouldn't. Well, unlike the poo, we talked about it in the poo episode. Unlike your colleague who walked around with her squatty potty. Lisa. Yeah. So, I mean, most of us aren't like that. We try to keep under wraps and pretend that we're just like this perfect human being who doesn't shit. And then it's just also like reproductive, right? Reproduction is necessity, right? Because that's why how we're all here. Hello, we all are the product of sex. But also like if I was a dude, and I was walking around with a boner in the middle of the office. That's fair. That would be awkward, too. Yeah. Let's see. Now what? No. Oh, God damn it, Rachel. You got my head. Yeah, I did. Because I was. Classic <laughs> man move. I was like, it's, 
it's just so much shame that's associated with periods. And then I'm like, well, yeah, a dude walking around with boners probably also feels yeah, a lot you got to tuck that shit in, especially your teenagers. They can't control yeah, it. Yeah, like teenagers, like learning to stack books. Exactly. And there's a lot of shame behind that. But should there be? I mean, this is the way our bodies operate. So I think it's a good point. So if we're going to embrace periods, which we should, we should also embrace boners and just be like, you know what? You got a boner. It's cool. No Whatever. boner left behind. <laughs> That's what I say. <laughs> No, but yeah, that, and that's what it comes down to, right? Is this like, I don't think that a woman should be forced to stay home when she's on her period, like, unless she wants to be, because that, I mean, that kind of sounds nice. Three day kind of like break <laughs> once a month, like, hey, bye world. Um, but also, it's just like, I don't think that people should be free bleeding everywhere, because that's that, I mean, it still is a waste product that's coming out of your genitals. The thing on being on a sitcom and you've got a red spot on your shorts you know that is embarrassing it would also be embarrassing if you had a shit stain (laughs) you know what i mean yeah the big difference is that you can't really control your period right you don't nobody's expected to hold your period in yeah yeah okay that's a really good point as well now now you're turning i have a lot of good points i i know i'm like a loosey goosey floppy floppers in here yeah, you can tighten your sphincter and keep your shit in. And if you have diarrhea, there's an indication that something's wrong. You know, you're you're ill of some kind. But yeah, you can't, you literally cannot hold in your period. Men, if you don't know this, you cannot hold in your period. Yes, because fun fact for all my bros out there, Brad speaking, um, you, the period <laughs> and the pee do not come from the same location. If people don't know that, they should not be listening. No, I think that a lot of people don't know that. God, I hope not. I hope everyone knows that your menstrual blood comes out of your vagina. It comes through your cervix and it sloughs from your uterine walls. Go back to sixth grade biology, people. Your urethra is very close to the opening of your vagina, but it is not. Yeah, but it is above it. It is not in it. Distinctly different. Yeah. And if you're going down on a woman, don't focus on that area. It's very irritating. So, next question. Why does it matter that it's still a thing? And I think this comes down to the crux of it. So, it keeps women behind in undeveloped countries. So, for those who don't have sufficient means or sufficient, really, supply for period supplies. They miss school. They miss work because of their period. They don't have anything to catch it. So, they sit at home with their rags stuffed into their their panties and they just kind of hope for the best. And that's where it's a big problem. period poverty is a thing. Not just in underdeveloped countries, but also in the U.S. That... You know, if you're struggling to make ends meet, if you're struggling to to buy food, you know, how are you going to ask for money for tampons and pads? It's that's where the taboo really matters is that is impacting people, well, women uh, across a, a lot of different areas. And if this taboo was lessened, they maybe wouldn't feel so uncomfortable asking for it, first and foremost. Two, um, if we kind of, there's a lot of programs out there to lessen period poverty that they can give tampons and pads to women, like in food banks and things like that. It's just all this shame that's involved with it. And add that to the shame of not being able to afford it. Like, if we can lessen the burden of shame on anyone, I think that we should. Yeah, the two (laughs) biggest taboos we've encountered have, of course, like, 
this, like female genitalia, comes up again and again. Mm-hmm. And also money. So put those two together. Yeah. It makes you puts you in a tough spot. And I'm just saying like something should be free. Something should be government provided. I, I mean, okay, get it. Tampons are the most convenient. Maybe government. I know. I I love a tampon. Some some girls are weirded out by them. I know, but I freaking love. A I would say That's at the I very use. least, the government should give free big old chunky nasty pads out. You know, <laughs> like the diaper yeah, ones. At, that at you the get. least. You know, that that seems like yeah. the most American option. But if you wanted to give out tampons, I, mean, I think that there should be at least no sales tax on it. Right. That should be. That is another big debate uh, in Europe. The value added tax, the VAT tax, um, luxury goods. It's supposed to apply to luxury goods in the UK. It applies to tampons and pads, which is such bullshit. It's not my country, so I'm not going to die on that hill. But I hear you guys. That is fucking ridiculous. I think, yeah, everybody should just bleed everywhere until they make it free. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> like, that's. Yeah, actually, you know what? That is a really good this, protest. We're going to call that the Impolite Society Protest Podcast, the podcast protest. <laughs> and, you know, we're going to change the world. <laughs> we're going to bleed all over everything but until the UK gets rid of their You, me, and our 17 Raiders <laughs> on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> so much blood. Okay, another thing to think about when it comes to periods. Women are suppressing their periods with birth control. You know, they they keep taking birth control. They don't take their sugar pill weak so they don't bleed. Is this for convenience or is it because of the period shame or is it a combination of these? No, it's 100% convenience because nothing about a period is convenient. It's uncomfortable. It's an extra expense as we just talked about. And it's just it's just something else to worry about. And you know what? We all do things that are fucking shameful and we do them in the security and the comfort Mm -hmm. of our house. And if it was like if I could just bleed in my room once a month while eating chocolate like binge eating (laughs) yeah that uh, sure that would happen but it's also just like ain't nobody got time for that yeah i i I hear you i mean there is a little bit of a weird factor with it about women pumping themselves with these continuous hormones birth control i mean they they say that it's safe for you to skip your period for a really a long time but birth control contributes to breast cancer and ovarian cancers is that something that we should be doing oh man i have so many thoughts on birth controls anyways different story another podcast yes 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 yes. birth control is really really complicated but it's something that people are doing and and i think you're right i think it is primarily because of convenience well yeah because if you could have a choice to have a period or not have a period would you choose i would definitely not have a period. yeah exactly i think that's what it comes down to is i guess this is like extra thing that our gender or sex that we have to do yeah so it's just like if you could take one thing off our plates on top of like managing the household having careers taking care of kids and families and cleaning Mm -hmm. and and etc (laughs) etc so after all this research what i primarily came back with the pervasive thing that i kept thinking humans we think we're so fucking smart we think we're so advanced newsflash we are not we don't know so much about the human body we are squeamish about all of these things because we still do them we still have periods we still take shits we still have boners uh it's just we are 
primal animal creatures. And I feel like we like to deny. Yeah, you say we're not that freaking smart as you and I are talking to each other 40 miles apart through a little piece of technology and then recording what we're saying and uploading it to the internet. Yeah, us dumbass (laughs) humans. No, but I get what you're saying because here we're doing all that and yet. Yeah. I mean, we there's so much that we don't understand. We don't know why humans menstruate comparatively to other mammals. We don't know why it sinks with the moon. We don't we can't cure the common cold. We we just think that we're so evolved and so above it all, but we still are at the mercy of nature. And I think maybe that's part of the taboo. So, yeah, I could see where that would make things uncomfortable, too, right? Just because it is a piece of being a human that we don't even truly like to acknowledge that we are just yeah. big ape people. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sarah. So that's, I mean, I don't know if that we came up with a great answer. No, but but, but we provide... did make ape noises at the end. So I think that that answers <laughs> it for you. And we gave you a lot of interesting theories and a lot of good things to think on. So periods, they are what they are. We're dealing with them. We're dealing with them. <laughs> There's I'm a lot dealing to with consider. them as Brad. I'm saying I have to deal with it <laughs> once a month. These bitches. And I would like to end this episode with a line from our favorite television show. And truly the benchmark in modern comedy. And that is... 30 Rock. This is Amelia Earhart, and I'm almost across the Atlantic. Oh no. My period! Ah, you're all fired! (laughs) TGS hates women.